Hey guys, welcome to the Apontesis podcast. Apontesis is a Greek word that simply means a friendly encounter. And I hope your experience here is just that, especially with the truth you are looking for. This is a podcast for everyone. And whether you have a Christian background or not, or have left the church and the faith, but still searching for truth. You may have questions about the faith, Christianity, which no one is providing adequate answers, or at least one that makes sense. That was me over 20 years ago. It has been a long journey of rediscovery, unlearning, and learning a discovery of reality and biblical honesty. And I know a lot has changed in society since then. The issues are so much more complex and the ideologies are intricate, especially when it imposes on the way of life and walk of faith. But I hope you can find the answers here or be placed on the right path of thinking as we discuss the various topics. I'm of the belief that our relationship with God affects not just our lives, but also the lives of our family, our friends, co-workers, and our communities in a very real, loving, and practical way. That's how it should be. But I want to focus on my journey out of the Pentecostal movement. Growing up in church, I learned a lot of things, formed meaningful relationships. And it's been a while since I left the movement, but I remember that many things did not make sense to me. The the Bible verses. And I was in a a church environment where it was the King James only is what we refer to as the King James only advocates. They were King James only advocates. There was nothing else. Nothing else was the word of God, but the King James version. Uh, The doctrines did not make a lot of sense. Doctrines of hell, rapture, end of the world, etc., the the bylaws they 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 were inconsistent with the teachings of the scripture and sunday after sunday the information was thrown at me without any opportunity for clarity if something did not make sense there was no raising of hands during the preaching if what was being said sounded weird it's just, it just wasn't what we did. It was more driven by emotions than by intellect or even heart. I mean, can you imagine stopping the preacher in such an emotionally charged environment um, to ask, what did you mean by that? You would probably be escorted out by the usher for quenching the spirit, taken out of context, of course but that would probably have happened. 
Anyway, after a while, I found myself in an environment where I heard the same things over and over again, the same meanings, interpretations, the same old doctrines. And whether it made sense or not, there wasn't any real opportunity for clarification. I, I felt that needed to change. And hopefully it has. However, when the opportunity presented itself to ask questions, the answers they gave confused me even more. I, I felt I was almost subliminally discouraged from asking any further questions. It's as if they were saying, how do you ask such a question? Anyway, in my early 20s, I walked away from the Pentecostal movement and I never looked back. And what this did for me was amazing because it freed my mind to start reading the Bible more carefully and intentionally. And what I've learned is that I've learned over the years to read the Bible in the context in which it was written. But I want to clarify here that I didn't walk away from Christianity just the Pentecostal movement. Leaving, leaving that movement had a unique effect on me in the sense that the move led me to take responsibility for my biblical education. No longer was I depending on the pastor, the deacon, the Sunday school teacher, the so-called Bible teacher. It was just me, God, and the word. You know, looking back now, I remember that to read the Bible in the context it was written was a foreign concept growing up in the church. And I don't think it has changed much because I still meet folks today and interact with certain family and friends who treat the scriptures as if it was written last week and to them or they treat the Bible, the biblical text, as if it has no objective or intent in, in its messages. But I don't think the lay members is to be blamed entirely. Even though I think each Christian should have, should take ownership of their learning and get to know God independently. But there were many other factors to the condition of biblical illiteracy going back hundreds of years. However, for the generation at the time, I felt like these following movements have solidified the, the mediocre thinking when it comes to the Bible and God. And these are the faith movement, the prosperity gospel movement, the prophetic movement with the uh, so-called man and woman of God motif, uh, treating God as if he is a genie in a bottle. If you say the right words and mantra, God will grant you the desires of your hearts. The philosophies of these movements have significantly impacted how people view the scriptures today. They are completely oblivious to context, completely. 
There, there's an author, Tony E. Denton. I have a great deal of respect for his scholarship. In his article on biblical interpretation, he said this about the reading of the Bible in context. He said, we must simply keep in mind that while the Bible is for us, it is not written to us, making it crucial that we not only put ourselves in the places of his authors, but also in the places of his recipients, noting especially such things as their culture and meanings of any and all of their unique idiomatic expressions. And that may sound a bit fancy, but it's ultimately about reading the Bible honestly. Instead of transporting the author and audience of the Bible to our time and way of thinking, we must transport ourselves back to their time and way of thinking. Growing up, I was subconsciously taught to view the scriptures through my eyes, my way of thinking, as if Jesus and Paul spoke directly to me. And I know I'm not alone in this. We were seeking to know the importance of the message. We weren't, excuse me, we weren't seeking to know the importance of the message from Jesus and his disciples or from the apostles to the first century Christians. It became more, it became first and foremost about me. What does it mean to me? However, when we read the word of God, we should want to know the meaning of the message the author was trying to convey and how that meaning was understood and experienced by those who heard it first. And by doing this, we preserve the experience of the messages and events by those who read and heard them first. The majority of what the apostles wrote were responses to the questions asked by the first century Christians to better understand how to live in their new society as they practice this new faith. However, when we we can look back at those responses to see if, in principle, they can be applied. And sometimes, even most times, they cannot be applied. And we should not force them. You know, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine told me that she was afraid to read the book of Revelation. It wasn't entirely, I wasn't entirely shocked to hear that because the feeling was shared by many, including me at some point. But she hadn't read it. It was scary because of everything she'd heard about it growing up in the church. However, when I mentioned to her that the events of Revelation are past events, she aggressively defended the very idea of the book she was afraid of. That kind of thinking is prevalent in the faith community. Some might call it cognitive dissonance. If you hear bad teachings enough times, you'll start believing them, even though you may not fully understand them. And that is the reason why the purpose of this podcast is to present 
conversations and discussions on various topics of the scripture and life. And hopefully this will give you a chance to hear and see the Bible from a different perspective. One that makes a little bit more sense. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.